Good to have you back in the Bill Michaels Show. Glad you're here today. Uh, I, you know, we, we focus so much on what's in our own backyard. Sometimes we can, you know, kind of gloss over some of the national stuff. And there's a couple of things that that uh, came up that I, uh, I I didn't want to ignore. And I, I think um, uh, three stories specifically. One, the Terry, Terry Stotts thing, uh, leaving the Bucks. I don't know. I, I don't know why. I, I liked Terry, man. I really do. And I think that's a loss. I don't know if maybe Terry is a very strong, opinionated guy. And he worked incredibly well with George Carl until George didn't want his opinion. Uh, even though, oh, by the way, Terry was right. They had a really good thing going. They had a lot of good locker room guys. And then they wanted Anthony Mason. And Terry said, George, he's past his prime. He's not that good of a teammate. You Don't do this. And George not only did it, but fired Terry and let him go off the staff. Terry turned out to be right. Goes on to Portland. He's been a really solid coach in the NBA for a while now. And to bring him back to Milwaukee, it was it was exciting. I was looking forward to seeing him and talking to him. And now, <coughs> excuse me, now he's gone. And I don't know why. Uh, on its face, it's a loss. On its face, it's a loss. But Terry is also old school. So I wonder, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I honestly don't know. I just wonder if maybe there was something with the players that maybe they weren't old school. We all know it's Giannis's team or Damian Lillard or whatever. Maybe there was something there. I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. So it's something more that we'll try to track down Jim Ozarski to see if he's got to the scoop as to what the problem was. So I want to get into that uh, eventually. The, <clears throat> the story that bothers me is Roger Goodell turned heads when he said at a fan forum in England that staging a Super Bowl was some in England that was something that's been discussed and that they've talked about it. And he did say it's not possible, not now. But it wasn't even tied to London getting an expansion franchise, would, which would make more sense. But as the international series developed, maybe it's a possibility, Roger Goodell said. Uh, the focus as it relates to Super Bowl on its NFL cities is right now in the U.S., not overseas. But they floated it out there that this unofficial American holiday could possibly possibly go overseas to London. Um, I would, that would be the end of my support for teams getting stadiums and public funding and everything else. I, I'm, I would never ever be in favor of that ever. If they have a franchise, which I think is dumb as hell to even think about, but if they have a franchise, you understand it a little bit. 
a scintilla of sense, but no. That would be like holding the Premier League championships here in Chicago or, you know, give me one of the leagues overseas. That would be like holding that here because it's a worldwide event. No, no, I wouldn't be doing it. Shouldn't be thought of, shouldn't happen, shouldn't even be a consideration. Um, there's a lot of these cities and communities that publicly fund these stadiums. It's bad enough that you take games away from these communities, regular season games. But then you want to take the actual crown jewel of an NFL season, and the thought of taking it anywhere else is disgusting. And what are you doing it for? You're doing it for a money grab, not giving a damn about the cities and the series that it impacts. You, you know, I can only imagine what the NFL and what the city of Vegas is going to bring in this year out there and New Orleans. And there, to me, if you want to do this, I would put, you know, I get moving it around so each city has an opportunity to experience it, and it's a, it's a windfall in many cities. Um, but I've said for a long time I would stay south and in primo conditions. I don't like the setup in Miami, never have. I think New Orleans is made for it. I think Arizona is made for it. I think Vegas is made for it. Uh, Dallas, made for it. Atlanta was even a pretty good situation. It wasn't great as far as everybody trying to get into town and stay where they needed to stay, but it wasn't bad. But beyond that, I, I'm not a, not a fan of moving it at all overseas. Uh, it's not just about spreading the game and spreading the wealth. I mean, yeah, the owners want to get wealthy. The TV re- revenue would be huge from over there. I understand all of that. They're, they're in it for their money grab. But what about the people that have shelled out money and shelled out tax dollars to build these stadiums and you just take the biggest game there is and walk away? And I know they would say, well, it's a one-off. But we all know once the money opens, starts to open up in the flood, it was like a one-off. We were doing one game, one exhibition game over there in, in London. Now it's a two- and three- and four-game series every year. You know, it gets more and more and more. And what they're trying to do is prove that you can put a team over there and teams can go over there and it's no big deal, you know. And every team will tell you, you know, unless you have a bye week after the fact, it's that's not easy. So not a fan of that at all. Uh, I wouldn't even have broached it. I get that he's standing there in front of everybody um, and trying to throw out the what if to see what the reaction is. And also you're standing in front of a fan base that would love to have it. So you want to give them that opportunity. But I, nope, done, done. No, not at all. Not at all. Wouldn't do it in a heartbeat. Not in a heartbeat. Uh, so that being said, another story that's breaking is here we go again. How many times does the NCAA have to investigate Michigan football for rules violations? Now it's sign stealing. Uh, Dan Wetzel, a tremendous reporter for your, uh, Yahoo Sports, say that the NCAA is investigating Michigan football again for allegedly violating rules that prohibit teams from scouting in-person future opponents uh, basically, the allegation pertains to the NCAA bylaw 11.6.1, which reads off-campus in-person scouting of future opponents in the same season is prohibited. 
Late Wednesday, the Big Ten and the University of Michigan notified that the NCAA was investigating the allegations of sign stealing. Uh, The Big Ten Conference has notified Michigan State and future opponents as well. And they consider the integrity of competition to be the utmost importance, yada, yada, yada. Now, two things at play here. One is, here we go again. There's normally provided extensive footage uh, to scout opponents. Okay, so yeah, every school hands the other school their film. And whether Michigan has used unnamed individuals to attend games of both scheduled opponents and possible college football playoff opponents in an effort to gather information on the signs that they use and call to call both the offensive and defensive plays, sign stealing, not technically prohibited, but it's got a colorful history. But you can't send people, whether they buy tickets or go into a press box, you can't send them to these schools to to pre-scout and steal signs. Um, Two of Michigan's opponents this season have told Yahoo Sports that they became aware that Michigan already knew their signs before they even got to the field. And it doesn't violate NCAA rules unless the team uses in-game electronic equipment to relay the information to players on the field or most coaches. So the bottom line, there was actually, from what I understand, and I read this in The Athletic, that Michigan State, that's who uh, plays Michigan this week, Actually, they had considered telling Michigan State not to play the game because they already know what it is you're going to do. They've stolen your signs. Now, we know Michigan State's already gone through their own realm of controversy this season with their head coach and the sexual harassment and such and ultimately being fired. But what Michigan – I get it. You're doing anything and everything you can to get the edge. 100% 100% I understand that. But there are certain things that you're just not supposed to do. And Michigan's being investigated again. Again. They already had to suspend Jim Harbaugh for, what, a game or two this season earlier against, you know, the uh, the St. Mary's, you know, Convent Academy, I think, and one other game. But, again, Michigan being investigated. And so, it's just – the number two team in the country, basically, it's just a bad look. And the other problem of this is, what's the NCAA going to do? Kansas basketball's already kind of done whatever they wanted to do. They just snipped the NCAA publicly. They just basically said, we don't care. They wanted to take down banners and championships for guys that are long since gone and not because of what some of the stuff that Bill Self has done. And Bill Self basically said, go to hell. You're not doing anything to us. We're not doing anything. They just got around it. So really, what enforcement is there, especially right now with the threat of these super conferences that could possibly form? And now there's the talk that players could possibly sue for additional money to be shared via television revenue because of the sport in which they play. And, you know, quite frankly, at that point in time, it'd probably be the ruination of of college football if that ever went to court. Because now, you know, <laughs> schools are going to battle back and players are going to want all the money and the schools, it's, it, it'll be a mess. It'll be an absolute mess. We've opened Pandora's box and not only did a little light escape, it, it is this bright shining light we can't even look into anymore. It's gotten so bad. You got Caleb Williams saying that he wants a part of an organization or he doesn't want to play for them. Like they're going to change the rules for him. This guy's a clown too. But this is where the attitude is now. It's me. It's mine. I want it. Screw you. We'll sue you for it. 
and we don't give a damn about the game. We want what it, it's. We want ours. That's it. And part of it is because the NCAA has been such a thief in the night for so long that now it's catching up with them. But who gets caught in the middle? The the athletes and the fans. The fans more so than anything. But again, uh, Michigan being investigated. So. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, uh, please feel free. Go ahead and give us a, a buzz. Um, Nightwing says Ohio State going to smash Penn State. Ah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm going to look forward to watching it, I'll tell you that, but I don't know. I don't have a good feeling about that game, and I don't have a good feeling about Ohio State-Michigan. Um. I'm not a Ryan Day fan. Never have been. I think he chokes in big moments. It's easy to win when you're on top. And that whole win over at Notre Dame and, you know, just going off in his post-game interview and acting like a jag with his Earl Scheib painted head and beard, he, he just, no, nah, I'm not a fan of his at all. And he is the benefactor of coaching the school that has the name that people want to go to. Beyond that, eh, not a fan. Not a fan at all. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we can pick up where we left off. We can talk a little bit more about the Packers. we got a lot of stuff to kind of you know, let it bake, so to speak. And if you want to chime in, feel free. Hey, our friends over there at Sloppy Joe's and Smoke on the Water coming up on December 8th and December 9th. They have got kind of a holiday benefit. They just announced it. They put it on Facebook, and it's going to benefit Fisher House, Wisconsin. They're going to do Zeno and Joe and 2.0 and all that kind of good stuff. And they're going to do some Christmas music and then some rock music. It's a two-night affair. You can go either Friday or Saturday. I'm going to be there doing the MC stuff on Friday. So find them. Smoke on the water on Okachi Lake on Wisconsin Avenue. Find them on Facebook or on Instagram, and you can see what's upcoming. And if you want to get some tickets to that event, it comes with a couple of cocktails, a I think a buffet, uh, and obviously the music. And it's a fun night. So, And I don't know what the price is, but there's tables available, seats available, standing room available whatever it is you'd like to do, but that smoke on the water in Okachi Lake and that big party space they have downstairs, they can fit, I dare I say, four or 500 people down there. So it, it's going to be a good crowd uh, on hand. Smoke on the water in Okachi Lake, Wisconsin Avenue on Okachi. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restricted supplies. Showroom for details. Offers at 1031 
Good to have you back. Bill Michael Show. Continuing on, Aaron Jones says he is healthy. He's uh, ready to go. And he is chomping at the bit to get back out in the field. And he says this is as healthy as he's felt since uh, the uh, first game of the season going against the Chicago Bears. Uh, Aaron Jones had a chance to meet with the media yesterday. Take a listen to what he had to say. Is Aaron Jones here today? I just want to know. Nope. Uh, it definitely helped a lot. Uh, you know, anytime you get those extra added days uh, with rest is is huge. And then I was able to hit, stay here with our training staff and get right. And uh, it gave me some confidence going in this week. Uh, I was able to get out there today and run around uh, and do some drills, ha- have a little bit of practice. So um, it, did, it did a lot for my confidence, and I, I'm confident. So last week, was it just something that you right on I had a little setback. I t- tweaked it a little bit on that, that Saturday. I was feeling good all week and uh, going for a ball in the back of the end zone. Uh, tweaked it, and so uh, I was I was still hoping I could play. I was feeling feeling okay after, um, but Coach Coach Lafleur was like, uh, I don't have a good feeling about this. You just tweaked it. I haven't seen you run full speed. Let's be smart. And like I said, Coach Lafleur always has my best interests in mind. So. Um, I always respect him for that, and um, it, it definitely was bothering me to sit out. Me and him were sitting there contemplating it for a long time, um, and he was just like, I don't feel good about it. So. Is it. Is a tweak for an athlete of your level the same like the touchdown in Chicago? No, I mean, it was. It just comes a little bit? No, it was a different tweak. Uh, yeah. I, I got an MRI after as well, and nothing muscular, no, nothing. So I was, yeah. I was good. That was, con- that, that was another reassuring thing and made me confident. So. It, yeah, it was it was nothing like like that in Chicago. I remember after Chicago, after Chicago, I think you said you thought it was a bite. You yes. thought it wasn't going to be a big deal. Did it just drag on more than you thought, kind of? Or? Yeah, it definitely did. Uh, I felt like I was like recovering fast. I was running really quickly, like all of that. Like Coach before, like you good for the next week, and I was like, I think I can go this week, you know, and um, just kind of lingered a little bit, I guess, but. Um, I'm, I'm back feeling good now, so that's the, I guess that's the positive part. Is this the best you felt since the initial injury? Oh, uh, I would say so. That Saturday I felt pretty good, and that's when I was like, well, let me try to go get this ball and tweak it. Uh, but I, I would say, yes, this is the best I've felt. Uh, it was an isolated incident. I know exactly what happened and what I was doing. Uh, kind of overreached, overstrided, and wasn't 100% yet and still probably still been doing it, doing that. But, uh, you put me on the field, I'm going to try to get that ball. To, you know, uh, but I, I'm confident now. I, I went out there today. Uh, I had this Sunday uh, last week where I did some running, and I think that sitting that game really helped. You know the guys missed a lot of time traditionally. How frustrating has this been uh, it's been very frustrating, you know, but uh, having to check myself when I walk in the door, uh, it's never about me. It's about the guys in this locker room and how can I help them, um, even though I'm going through this, how can I help them, how can I help my team. Um, and I know in God's time, and I'll be able to get back out there and be able to help my team the way I, I really want to. But it's, it's killing me because I can't physically go out on the field and uh, do what I do and help them and be, have that impact. Uh, so it's definitely frustrating from, from that aspect. But uh, 
you know, like I said, God's timing, everything happens for a reason. And um, when I when I get back out there, I'm ready. Eric, if you do play, do you want to be off of any kind of a limitation count? Or, I mean, you, know, I mean, you, were, you played, you know, a few snaps a couple weeks ago. And oh, yes, I, if I'm out there, I just want to go, you know. But uh, sometimes you got to protect the athlete from from the athlete, you know. If, uh, I get out there, I'm just going to go. Like I said, I see a ball, I'm going to go get it. I, so I think it was that was a little bit of protecting me. But I think with with this week, they'll get to see me and see how I move in, and that'll give them some confidence. Do you feel like the bye week, just in general for the entire team, came at a good time to get healthy, to just kind of get your minds right, to get back where you need to be? Uh, I think it did. You know, looking at the bye week earlier, like uh, when the schedule came out, everybody's like, oh, we got an early bye week. But nobody – we didn't know we, we were going to need it. So I think it came at a perfect time. Um, it was very needed. And I think we've, we've been back healthy and uh, a fresh reset and for the rest of the, for this uh, stretch coming up. And I think we'll handle it, handle it well. Uh, I prefer later by, but I needed it now. So thank, thank God it came when it did. Um, and like I said, everything happens for a reason, whether we know it or not. Um, but it worked out. Well, no, I just felt just those practice, those reps. So you know, you, you're out there running. Um, when you're running by yourself or on the side or doing drills, uh, you and it's not like in the in that game atmosphere or 11 on 11. You can kind of measure your steps. Um, but when you're in that 11 on 11, you just got to react. And I had some of that last week. I had some of that this week. So I'm, I'm confident. Aaron, you guys haven't scored a touchdown in the first half last three games. What's it going to take to start fast? Uh, just coming out, uh, being physical, you know, just that, that mentality of being nasty, leaning on them. Um, and one play at a time, and it's going to take all 11 across the board, not just one play, person making a play. Uh, every play we need, all 11 making a play. There's kind of struggled defensively. I know I'm not asking for bullet board material, obviously, but like when you look at them, what are areas where you think you guys can have success? Uh, first, I think it's a little skew. You you throw that Miami game in there, and they yeah. just set highs all around. You know, um, some teams don't even take teams three games to hit 700 yards. So um, I think it's a little skewed. Uh, they they fly. Uh, they they do fly around. They got some. They got some pieces. Uh, I respect their, their defense and what they do over there. Uh, you can't take anybody lightly in this league. Uh, and what was the rest of your question? Just sorry. like, where do you think you guys can have success against that without like giving away secrets? Is there like where you think you guys have success? Uh, just feel like coming out, being physical, um, set, that, setting the tone. That'll set the tone uh, for the running game and the passing game uh, all across the board. Uh, you know, and I always tell our guys over there. Up front, is, it starts with you guys. Like uh, you know, it starts with you guys, and everybody else will feel that. And you know, when somebody makes a splash play, everybody else gets up after that. Where it starts up front on both sides of the ball. So there's some forward that that your return is just gonna solve whatever's wrong with this offense. Is that, is that a fair statement? I don't have a crystal ball. I hope so though. <laughs> uh, I, I do hope so. I hope it gives us a little confidence. But uh, we know this is. It takes all 11, and uh, I, I just know when I get in the huddle, they do have, uh, the guys, they, they listen to me, they see me as a leader, so I hope I can bring that spark to them and uh, give them that sense of conf co uh, confidence and we just go out there and play. But, uh, yeah, yeah. There. Uh, 
of just, you know, your emotions. Uh, you know, you can, it can be hard on yourself not playing when you want to play, having that effect that you want to have. Uh, you know, like, I, I mean, especially coming in this game, uh, this year, I felt like I was, was just heating up, especially week one. I'm like, oh, man, it's, it's going to be a long year for these guys, uh, across, whoever's lining up across from me. And uh, so having that taken away, um, you know, coming in every morning, just just that processing, you're not seeing the result that you want, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a part of the process. So you got to check yourself every day, you know. Um, what can I do to get better? Find the positive things. Just drop that negativity at the door. You know, there's, there's no room for negativity. Today was the first day you met James. Today was the first day I met James. Uh, I, uh, I told him, I, as soon as I told him, I was like, I respect your game. I, I've watched a lot of you. I'm glad to have you here. So uh, I'm definitely glad to have him here, pick his brain. Uh, I think he's a really good back. He can help my game. I can help his game. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to have him in the room. I did. I did. I watched a lot of. I, I was kind of confused. How he, sorry. How he was just kind of couldn't stick on the team was floating around because he would have good games. He'd have, you know. And so far, me being around, he's a great guy. So, uh, but I'm just like I said. I'm glad he's here. We got a good guy. We got a good running back here. So, so there's former NFL defensive coaches that say when it comes to Green Bay, and maybe they if they needed some more sustained drives, if 33 is in the backfield. You totally have to change your defensive plan. I mean, have you watched that and said, "Oh man, you know, here's where I could have really helped us," like in the game against the Raiders? Um, you know, we have all all capable guys across the board, uh, so they're 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 all capable. But um, I just feel like you know, sometimes you know you know you're out there if a play you have certain plays that's designed for you. So you know, like if you were out there, that play may, may have been called when those plays aren't getting called now. Um, when you see against the defense, you're like, oh, we could have ran this if I was out there. And uh, so that, that gets to you a little bit when you're when you're sitting over there on the sideline. But uh, at the same time, like I say, you got to check yourself. I'm there for my teammates at that point. I can't play. I'm there for my teammates and to get the sideline hyped and be there for them. Thank you, Aaron. Thank, Thank you, man. There you go. Aaron Jones talking to the media yesterday, feeling really good. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a whole lot more to get to. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. back bill michael show continuing on good week this week good stuff a lot of good stuff this week uh thanks to our friends over there at uh, steel tank brewing i had mentioned this yesterday they got that big music venue that's getting ready to open so steel tank is uh is on the come man i keep seeing facebook posts about it i'm excited about it and uh hopefully it opens sooner sooner rather than later but when it does uh we, we might do something out there because that's it's going to be a hell of a venue. Hell of a venue. Looking forward to it. Um, the uh, Let's see here. This is from uh, Jake. Uh, just kind of wrapping up some of the stuff that was uh, written up a little bit earlier today, and we'll get into what do we miss a little bit later on. Uh, Jake says, uh, you were talking about Brian Gutekind's drafts. 
Aren't the best general managers the ones that supplement the draft with free agency? He hasn't been able to do that. Uh, he has, but he hasn't been able to do it <coughs> Excuse me, uh, fully because of the amount of he's look Brian's been in a tough situation I think he's done a pretty solid job but when you start to look at the level of talent that's out there right now it's kind of difficult to go oh yeah by the way uh, this is great because it's not okay but also he was thrust into a position where the quarterback was upset it's been three years of massaging that ego then he finally makes the trade you're hoping for a number one to come back to add addition to that and instead, Rodgers goes down with the injury, probably not going to return the rest of the season for the most part. He's been dealing with the salary cap restraints and not just Aaron Rodgers, but Bakhtiari and others that have had you know quite a bit of money coming to them. This year, I mean, it's estimated that there's going to be about $40 million. My assumption is there's going to be more than that available by the time it's all said and done. Um. So how much money is he going to have and what is he going to be able to do and where are they going to be able to go to to buy players and, <coughs> excuse me, to put additional help and talent around, say, Jordan Love? That is, the I guess, if there's a silver lining at the end of all of this, even if it is a bad season, you look at it and go, okay, they can maybe put some things together where they can buy some pieces and really supplement some holes that need to be filled in case they cannot do it in the draft. You know what I mean? So I, I think there are good things on the horizon, and he has been good. Devondre Campbell, the Smith brothers, Adrian Amos, guys that have been able to play sustainable roles on teams that were on the cusp of going to a championship. You know? <clears throat> so you look at the talent you had. That's why you kind of hedge your bets. You think, well, do I add a wide receiver that can get open do I make a trade and add a wide receiver that can get open and help Jordan Love? Then we can find out what we have in Jordan Love a little bit better, and maybe it takes the pressure off the young guys. So maybe they go in that direction. So I, I, I don't know what they're going to do. It's not a bad idea. Uh, when we had Eric Eager on a little bit earlier today, that was something that maybe I had not. Because I've just always thought, if, you, if you're not going to win a championship, what are you trading for? Why are you getting rid of the future, or at least pieces? And he made a good point. He said, look, the worst thing in the world that you can possibly have is the unknown. And the unknown being that you're not quite sure what you have in Jordan Love because the guys that are around him are young, and they're inexperienced. So can he throw to an open receiver? Can he throw to a guy that actually knows how to run around? Maybe that's the reason you go out and find yourself a talented wide receiver that you can trade for. And even if he's not talented, even if he's middle of the road, at least he's got a couple of years in the NFL and he knows as a veteran what to do. Maybe you do that just for the sake of trying to find out what it actually is you have. Because also at the end of the season, you know, you got to figure you would probably uh, do something with Aaron Jones because there's been a lot of talk whether or not it would or wouldn't be. I know he's got another year on his contract, but whether or not it would or wouldn't be, Aaron Jones last year in Green Bay, would or would it not be? They're going to get rid of Bakhtiari for sure. But what do you have in Jordan Love? And if you don't think he's the guy, then what? Do you draft a quarterback? Do you pick up a free agent quarterback? I mean, what do you do? You know, So I, I think there's some legitimate things to think about, concerns to think about. I would love to know the philosophy right now. But 
Grant, would you pick up a, a veteran wide receiver to help Jordan Love so you can figure out better what it is you have? No. No, because I don't, I don't know if that helps you figure out what you have. Um, I think by the end of this season, we should be able to know what Jordan Love can and can't do. And there's going to be inconsistent moments here and there. But I think over the course of the entire season with Watson, Dobbs, Reed, and, and Wicks, who gets open? And obviously, right. like Aaron Jones coming back, that's a bit of a veteran. I think that's going to help a lot. I don't love that the offense is, is so dependent on him. Don't get me wrong. But I think him coming back is going to be a nice stabilizing factor and should help everything kind of calm down, hopefully, after the bye. Right. So I, I'm hoping that this begins the process after Denver of figuring this out. But, man, if things don't go well and this offense is still – Inconsistent. I I would have if I'm Brian Gutekunst, I might have to think hard about bringing in a veteran just to see if I can't you know kind of move this thing along to become a primary target in this. Could be because if you're not getting it done with the young guys and they're not getting better, so to speak. And I I, I just uh, I agree with Eric Eager. I don't want to get to the end of the season and they say, "What do you think of Jordan Love?" You say, "I don't know," because I don't know is not where you want to be. That's the worst thing possible that can happen. You either want to say, "Oh, he's the real deal." Okay, I see it now. That's the reason they picked him up. He made a few mistakes early, but, man, he got it together and really guided this team and made everybody around him better. Or, God, he just sucked all season long. He was 50% inconsistent, not accurate, couldn't throw over the middle, couldn't throw deep, couldn't hit. Yeah, then you know. you don't. That's not the guy. So, like he said, it wasn't until Tua got a few good pieces around him that all of a sudden everybody went, oh, okay, now we know why they drafted him. So we'll see. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Real quick, uh, over on the, uh, the uh, our Twitter poll question of the day, uh, looking at the talent that's been acquired over the last six years, how would you grade Packers general manager Brian Gutekinds? Uh, overwhelmingly, 63.88% of you say average. 198 uh, say below average. 11% say great. And 5.4% say poor out of almost 500 votes. Keep the voting going. It'll go all the way through tomorrow. And then we can give you the final tally. But uh, if you follow me over on Twitter, or maybe even if you don't, find me at Bill underscore Michaels, Bill underscore Michaels. And uh, you can see for yourself the poll question and vote on it and uh, kind of let us know what you think. I just think it's a it, it, it's not a, a gilded question one way or the other. I just kind of want to know what people think right now as to the talent level of the Green Bay Packers and what it is they actually have. Uh, before we uh, go to break, uh, I do want to tell you a little bit real quick about my friends over there at the ICHC, the Irish Cultural Heritage Center. they got a lot of holiday music coming up, a lot of good stuff. They're going to do even a Halloween reading on the night of Halloween. Uh, so if you got some kids and you want to go down and uh, hear the spooky stories and stuff, it's kind of cool, actually. But then uh, when they get full-blown into the holiday season, they got a lot of great music. Not just Irish music, but a lot of great music. You don't have to be Irish to go there. Just go and enjoy it. It's a really inexpensive night out. It's at a really eclectic, beautiful old place, and it's just a lot of fun. Nice pub behind the stage as well. Uh, they serve beers and some mixers and such, and it's just a really, really cool night out. But don't forget, coming up the night before St. Patrick's Day, we're going to be down there at Cynthian. They're coming to town. And I cannot wait to see it. Cannot wait to hear it. Uh, go to ICHC.net to check out everything they offer and to pick up some tickets. ICHC.net. That's 2133 West Wisconsin Avenue, just west of the Marquette campus, downtown Milwaukee, whether it's a concert, a wedding, a meeting space. ICHC, all of it's for rent as well. 
Call them, 414-345-8800. That's 414-345-8800. Get a hold of our buddy Corey. He's the guy to go to. Or just simply go to ICHC.net. What do we miss? Next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers on 1031 Reminder, next weekend, the 27th, next Friday, we're going to be down at Stenny's. Myself, Grant Bills, going to be there judging the Stenny's Halloween Costume Contest. So hopefully you're a face in the crowd. We're going to have a lot of fun. And uh, always good. I go for the food, the beverages and such. But uh, but uh, the Stenny's Halloween Costume Contest is awesome. So uh, they had to move it to Friday. I uh, want to remind you, it's not Saturday. It's Friday because uh, the Ohio State-Wisconsin game has been moved and flexed to an uh, six o'clock game, which means they don't want to kind of interfere with both while you got the Badger game on and be doing a Halloween costume contest at the same time. So they're going to have the costume contest and the uh, Halloween party coming up on Friday night, Friday night next week, not Saturday. That's our friends over there at Stenny's and really looking forward to it. Should be. It's always fun. It's always fun down there. Uh, so now it's time. What do we miss? This is what I bookmarked the second I woke up this morning. I checked Twitter, Bill. I saw this story. I said, this is what we got to talk about at the very end of the show. It's Devontae Adams, who acknowledged in his press conference yesterday, very publicly, very honestly, straightforward. He's not exactly happy. I have the audio. Uh, can I play these comments for you? Do it. This Do is, it. This is Devontae Adams yesterday. I mean, I'm a human being, and I have extremely high standards for myself and this offense, so it's, to me, it's not just about, you know, I'm sure people thinking like, you know, well, they won the game, they won the Packers game, you know, why is there an issue? I mean, you see why it's an issue. You you know, y'all should know who I am, know what I'm about at this point. So it's not about, you know, when, when, you're, a, when you're a player like me, mentally, it's, the, my benchmark is not wins and losses, it's greatness. So when I go out there, I expect to be able to have that ability to put that on tape and have the, uh, an influence on the game. And that's, like I say every week, that's the, my purpose for being here. I'm not here just to hang out and, you know, like I said, come here to hang out with Derek and all of that stuff from last year. Came here to win and to, to do it the right way. So, if I mean, if it don't look like it's supposed to look, then, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be frustrated if I'm not a part of that, that plan because, as you know, I have, I have the opportunity to go and make, to, to change that and make it look like a much better pitcher out there. And if that doesn't happen, then I'm going to be frustrated, you know. If, so the Raiders are 3-3, three and three, Bill. They have wins over the Broncos, the Packers, and the Patriots. They have a close loss to the Chargers and to Pittsburgh, and they got blown out by the Bills. What do you make of those comments? 
Um, he wants to be. Hey, look, he's chasing a gold jacket, and he thought Derek Carr was going to get him that because he had his first half of his career with Rodgers. He thought he was going to be hooked up with Derek Carr and catching passes, and they were going to have this symbiotic relationship. And that's what he wants. He wants a gold jacket. He wants to be known as a Hall of Famer. It comes with money and prestige and recognition and all the stuff that goes along with it. But that, that's what he's chasing is greatness. Because now that he says uh, it's not about wins and losses, in other words, you've given up on the idea of winning a championship. You're not going to win one there. So what he wants is a period of sustained greatness. And remember, it was, I don't need anybody. I, I don't need Rodgers. I don't need anybody. I'm, I'm, I'm Devontae Adams. Well, now it's like, well, you, nobody throw me the ball. I need greatness. I got to be. It's all about greatness. Well, you know, I, I mean, I don't know what the problem is, whether it's Garoppolo or anybody else that's out there throwing the football around, where they're just not looking at him for whatever reason. I know his shoulder's been banged up, but don't you get a sense that he sees his Hall of Fame career regressing, and he's afraid he's not going to make it and have the statistics to go to the Hall of Fame? Therefore, he's now in a voice voice publicly mode to say it, it's that's very much a either. Use me and utilize me and throw me the ball, or let me go to a team that will. Well, here's Doesn't the it sound like that. Yeah, here's the interesting thing: they have the Bears this Sunday, uh, and that's at Chicago. But Justin Fields isn't playing. Let's just assume for a sec that the Raiders win that game. They're four and three. They're looking pretty good. They're winning games. They're not going to sell Devonte Adams off if they're four and three. The, the situation right. is so bizarre. It really it's, is. No, they're not going to get rid of him. Uh, I think this is the warning shot of make me happy or at the end of the season, I'm going to want out of here. And remember, I mean, he he wanted a bunch of money, got the contract that he wanted there. And, you know, there's no guarantees in this league. And that's part of the problem I have with players. Well, I'm chasing this and I'm, I want to be this and I want to. Well, it's a team sport. And there's nobody, nobody at all that is guaranteed to have greatness because you can choose it, and that's part of the problem. And he's trying to choose greatness. He's he's an incredible player. Don't get me wrong, but when he left here, he knew what he was in for. He he, he went to a bad franchise with a decent quarterback that was his buddy. That was it, and now he's stuck. And I, do I feel sorry for him? Not one damn minute. Not at all. Well, he's getting money, uh, and he's right? a star. And they're winning game. They're three and three, which is honestly a lot better than I thought they would be. I thought they'd be the worst team in football or one of the worst right. teams in in football this year. I, I guess I give him credit for very plainly. This is at the beginning of his press conference. This isn't in response to a question. He said, "Look, I want to win and 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 win games with this team, absolutely. But we need to put up points. This offense isn't doing enough, and I came here to mm-hmm. be the driving force behind this offense. And I, he's putting his cards on and the he's table. Not being used, and, yeah, he's not being used, and they're not using him." I don't know. I hope these are the same things he said to his head coach. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, that's the only thing is if he's not saying this to the head coach, then then what he's saying publicly is is kind of backhanded slap. But, it's uh, you know, who knows? Maybe he's also saying it loud enough to let Mark Davis upstairs here and say, look, you paid for me to come here and be a driving force, and you got an idiot that's calling plays that's a head coach that really has no business being a head coach running this team. And maybe that's allowed salvo over the bow of Mark Davis as well. So I agree with you that nobody in sports is owed anything. But I, I think for a player like Devontae, there is an understanding, right? We acquired you. We gave up a first and a second round pick. We're going to use you. And I just don't think they're using him to the level that that would be reasonably expected for what they gave up for him and how much they invested in him. So I, I don't know. You could call him a diva over this. Um, I think he's pretty clear, and I think it's it's pretty understandable, personally. Yep.
I do too. Uh, one I other story too. before we wrap things up. This is funny. Uh, ben Kenny actually sent me this Reddit thread earlier today. Phillies fans are buying up all the cheap tickets for tonight's NLCS game in Arizona. Uh, he sent me audio of a call that called the, the midday show on WIP. He lives in Australia, and he said, I bought four cheap tickets. It's my contribution to the World Series. Hopefully they win. So Phillies fans are just buying up tickets so Diamondbacks fans can't have them. <laughs> I don't know if I like that. That, that seems a little lame. I, they're committed. They're spending money. I, I can't. Well, I mean, here's my question. So they're not going to show up, but they're buying the tickets? In the case in of words, some of these to... these purchasers, yeah, that sounds like the case. Yeah, so in other words, you're going to have these tickets that nobody's going to use, and you're going to have empty seats? That doesn't bode well. It's just it's kind of lame. I don't I yeah. don't love that. I don't know. Yeah, I, well, you know, we'll see what uh, tonight's game. I can't wait. I got We got football tonight. We got baseball tonight. We got good games coming up this weekend. I can't wait for the Ohio State-Penn State game, the Wisconsin-Illinois game, uh, obviously the NFL. I mean, I'm going to be sitting in the uh, Northwoods for a while and driving back a little bit on Sunday morning, but I, I may never leave the room or the bar. Uh, there's just so much good going on right now. I'm excited, man. Well, and Bill, Let's you see. get this real quickly before we wrap up. You're not on the air tomorrow, so you can just no. watch tonight for S's and giggles. Like, you yes. don't have to have your brain turned on, and there's no. nothing better. So tonight you're going to have a I will be uh, closing the bar tonight at uh, the Boundary Water Sports <laughs> Bar and Grill over there at the, the Four Seasons Island Resort. So I, if you're heading up that direction, I will see you there tonight. That's for damn sure. Uh, Grant Bill is going to take you the rest of the week through tomorrow. He's got the program. I'm not going to be here. We'll be back. Don't forget, Green and Gold postgame show coming up immediately following the Packers and the Broncos. Make sure you tune in here in so many different facets. And follow me over on Twitter. I'll be tweeting during the game and such as well. Uh, so that's it. Good day today. Quick day today. Until we talk again, have a go. Huh?